Hello and welcome to the Isaac Shola podcast. This is the first episode of what I believe would be an interesting and very exciting series. Um, the reason I created this podcast is to run a commentary on news and current events from the standpoint of or the perspective of higher principles talking about principles of social organization, principles of political organization, and principles of economic organization. But if we are going to be talking about current events or commenting on current events from the standpoint of these principles, I think it's first um, important that we dedicate the first few episodes of this podcast to actually discussing some of what these principles are and in this first episode um, the principle we will be talking about is the principle of of law and order but before I go into discussing the principle I think it's very important for us to understand how critical the principle on which a society is built is. In my own opinion, I think that principles is what differentiates successful and productive societies from unsuccessful and unproductive ones. You know, the countries in the world that we admire, countries in the world that we love to visit, the countries in the world where we queue up for days at their embassies trying to get a visa those countries were built on principles you know i've had a lot of people talk about values and yes the values that that people hold as a collective is very important but in my own opinion i have looking at the the subject of values compared to principles i've come to realize that values are important in the sense that it it indicates what people value i mean that's the idea of value generally your value is what you value you understand and People around the world in different societies have different set of values. You look at a country like China, for instance, and the United States. These are two societies in which the people in them have very different values. The value of a free democratic country like the United States is very different from the value of a communist country like China. Yet. On the economic front, you discover that these two countries are doing extremely well. I mean, they are following each other very closely. And there is a sense now that if America were to falter in terms of its economic prowess, in terms of its economic prosperity, you know that China is waiting to capitalize on that failure and overtake them as the next economic power. And yet, they don't have the same value. The same thing applies to maybe a pair of countries like um, Germany and maybe the United Arab Emirates, for instance. 
these two countries, their values are almost opposite. Yet, in certain ways, like economically, like in terms of infrastructure, in terms of development, they are very alike, even though their values are almost opposite of each other. And the reason for this is that values are sometimes are very, very well tied to people's um, religious, you know, theological or philosophical beliefs. Meanwhile, on the other hand, Principles just talks about how a society is structured. It just talks about how a society is organized. That's what principles talk about. And it's, it's very important to note because um, values can take time. You know, it's not that it, it actually does take time. Values take time to, to change, to actually change the values of a group of people is a very difficult task and it's something that takes a lot of time and in, it's in some cases cases it might actually take generations to change but principles is something that you can reorganize in an instant and you begin to get the result of those new set of principles and that's why i want to us to spend time talking about principles because I believe that a lot of our problem in this country is due to the principles on which this country is organized around. Not much. Okay, let me rephrase that. Um, I actually believe that we have a lot of the problem that we have because this country is not actually built on principles. We don't understand the principles on which societies that work are organized. So we just wing it. You know, a lot of our public policy in this country is just people just coming up with ideas on the fly. You know, just just have a problem and just think, oh, this is a problem. What should we do? Let's just do this. I think if we do this, just solve the problem without actually trying to figure out okay if this is the problem that we have what are the principles for solving this problem that have worked in other climates that have worked in other societies that have been proven over and over again that we can bring into our own circumstances apply and get the same results of success that other societies have gotten and in fact in many cases many of this problem that i'm even talking about that we are trying to solve would just disappear if we put the right principles in place a lot of our problems actually is a problem of is created as a result of the fact that our society is not built or founded on principles so like i said earlier the first principle we'll be discussing in this episode is the principle of law and order and it's it's a very 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 vital principle on which to organize society very very important in fact without law and without order you don't have a country without law and order there, there is no country and it's the reason why i i find it very disturbing and when i see the the ease by which some people just call for you know anarchy and revolution and all of 
or th things like that. You know, th there is um, people think that it's easy to organize human beings, and it's a mistake. That's a mistake. It's not. <laughs> human beings are one of the most difficult species on the planet. We are not one of the most difficult. We are the most difficult species on the planet. Human beings are very difficult to organize. Human beings are very difficult to manage. And when you have a system under which human beings have been organized and are being managed, regardless of whatever problems that you think you have for about that system, um, it's okay to go and protest and talk about and call for changes that need to happen. All that is okay. But protests and revolutions, they are two different things. And when people begin to call for revolution, overthrow everything, tear everything down, it's a sign of how naive people really, really understand human nature. I mean, what I'm saying is, it, it points to how naive people are about the nature of human beings. People are so naive about the nature of human beings. They just think, oh, we can just tear everything down. And when we've gotten rid of everything, what other people want to get rid of, yeah, we'll just, we'll just call everybody together and then we'll talk to each other and then we'll just build everything up and everything will continue and see if nothing happened. Like, no, no, no. When you undermine law and order, very, very difficult to get it back. Almost impossible in some cases. Take the, the case of Libya, for instance, you know, of course, the, the people, they had valid reasons for, for protesting and calling for a change in government, but they made a mistake to think that it was so easy to tear the existing structure under which people were organized, to tear that structure down and then get rid of it. And then people just come together and agree amicably and create a new structure and life goes on. That was what they thought. And so there was this violent revolution that broke out in Libya, which was also a consequence of the whole revolution that was going around in the Middle East, the Arab Spring Revolution. You know, and with the help of very, very stupid people from some Western countries who wanted to undermine the sovereignty of another nation-state that revolution took out the government, the leader, this, the leader, you know, Gaddafi and by extension it took out the existing structure But today, Libyans don't have the great and amazing country that they thought they were fighting for when they, uh, you know, running around trying to create a revolution. Libya today is a failed state. And it's going to be very very difficult for them to get back the law and order that they undermined. So going back to the principle I was talking about, 
Why is law and order so important? Here is why. Number one, laws. It's impossible for people to coexist peacefully without laws. Now, if you want to live alone in the desert, you know, you don't need laws to live alone in the desert or to live alone in the forest. Just run around, kill whatever you can find. You know, as, as long as people live alone or are solitary, they don't need laws. But the moment you bring groups of people together, it's impossible for them to coexist peacefully without laws. And what are laws? Laws are simply rules to guide our actions and interactions with each other. And because we are going to act and interact around each other. And so that means that there are rules that should be in place to guide those actions and interactions. So an example of a law is the a law that prohibits stealing. You know, you can't take what belongs to me. So the idea is if this thing is mine, I have to give it to you or you have to buy it for it to be yours. You can't just come and take that away from me. Also, you know, a law could also be in, in, in the form of formal agreements that people enter with each other or with an entity. So it means that if you enter into a formal agreement with a party, with another party, you have to fulfill your own side of the bargain. If you don't do that, then the people you enter into an agreement with have the right to take you to court, to prosecute you, you know, for breaking your own end of the bargain. Now, that's for laws. Order, on the other hand, is what you get when people obey laws. You know, order is peace, order is serenity, order is arrangement, order is organization, order is sequence. You can also say that order is when things are the way that they should be. In other words, when events take place at the right time. Now, when this is not the case, what you have is chaos and disaster. Now, chaos is where everywhere is in disarray and, you know, people are running helter-skelter. That's what chaos is. Chaos is, you know, in talking about Nigeria now as a case study, chaos is when a factory, a school, a church, and a residential building all share fence. You know, and all that society actually should be structured. It should be planned, you know. That should be industrial zones for industry. There should be residential zones or estates for for residents. You know, there should be commercial districts or commercial areas for businesses and things like that. That is how a society is supposed to be structured. A society is supposed to be ordered. But you look around in our own society, for instance, you see that there is no order. There is no structure. 
everything is everywhere at the same time that is not how a society that works is supposed to be organized it's not chaos or disorder is when little children kids who are barely teenagers or even adults are running around in traffic trying to sell things now i understand the 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 case that people sometimes make for things like this people say things like oh mean people are trying is is hustle people are trying to hustle i mean what are people going to eat and things like that but yet it's 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 important to understand that even in hustle and not like hustling is you know but the point i'm trying to make is this even in hustling whatever that is people trying to earn a living it still has to be done within the confines of law and order the expressway is not a market people should not be kids should not be competing with trailers on the road because they are trying to sell gala and pepsi it's 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 not normal these are abnormal things and this they are all symptomatic of a chaotic disordered society a society that lacks law and that lacks order the road is for movement of cars and all sort of you know vehicles buying and selling should take place in markets and malls that is the principle of law and order in action law and order is one of the features that distinguish civilized societies from primitive ones now as a society law and order is something that we have to fight for and preserve it's not something that we trifle with it's not something that you just kick down the curb because you are unhappy and because you are angry and because you're trying to you know there's something on your mind that you're so obsessed about and you think you can get that thing at the expense of law and order it's always a mistake it's always a disaster now as a nation for us to really understand how much it impacts us as a nation there are so many opportunities that we will continue to miss out on until we establish law and order. Recently, there are all sorts of news going around talking about the businesses that are opening plants and factories in Ghana. And one of the reasons why we have not been able to attract foreign investment in this country is because of the lack of law and order. You want, if you want to attract foreign investment, first thing you have to put in place, first one of the first things you have to put in place is law and order. Nobody wants to bring money and come and make investment in plants and factories in a country that is disorganized because disorder is unstable. People don't know what's next. People don't know when everything is going to blow up. And so businesses 
and investors would not bring their money into such a society that is very volatile and unpredictable. They want some measure of control. They want some measure of, they want to have a feeling that we have a grasp of the, of, you know, events and things going on in the country. It puts people's mind at rest who want to invest. So it doesn't matter how much you go around the world begging foreign investors to come and invest. Please come and invest. Come and invest. They are not going to come until you put law and order in place. Now, how do we get this done? How do we put law and order in place? Number one, you just have to have the laws. And the laws that you create have to align themselves with the principle of justice because it's very possible for people to set up unjust laws and you know it's 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 one of the greatest tragedies of society when people begin to create unjust laws so the laws that you create have to align with the principles of justice it has to you know not violate people's sense of what is fair and what is just and now after establishing those laws you have to enforce it it's actually it, it it doesn't make any sense to establish laws that you are not planning to enforce so if you make laws you have to enforce it you cannot i think it's very important to make this point you cannot build a society on people's goodwill you can't you can't build a society hoping that people will do what's right. You are supposed to build a society on laws. That's how a society is supposed to be built. You know, sometimes I've had experiences, maybe while trying to get from one place to another using the public transport system, you know, the city metro. And why people are on queue, and um, you, you you see a bus arrive, and then it's like it brings the worst out of people, and people start, you know, becoming very nasty in terms of the way that they are trying to get inside the bus that is available, and you hear people, the people who don't want to do that, you hear them say things like why can't people just do the right thing you know that's people who have a very um optimistic idea about human nature they think uh, that without laws and without people to enforce it people should just do what is right i mean that would have been wonderful if that's the way that <laughs> that societies work it would have been wonderful but it's not Societies don't work like that. Societies work when you make laws and you enforce them. There are so many countries in the world that in their subways and airports and things like that. You, you can't break laws like that. There are people who are there to check you. They have law enforcement who are trained to enforce the law and to impose order and then the people on the other hand too are trained to respect 
law enforcement and to obey the laws and that's why when Nigerians go to these other societies they behave well not because that um, they are good inherently maybe they are but more importantly because there are consequences for breaking the laws you are not going to get away with breaking the law and when people understand that that is the case they are forced to do what's right law and order is vital very important to have a good and a productive society when law and order is undermined it always always brings out the worst in people and like I said earlier, this is the reason why nothing good come out of violent revolutions. Because in, during violent revolutions, law and order is first of all undermined. And when that is done, when that happens, the worst of people is what you get. People don't behave and become civil and become normal in an atmosphere of lawlessness and chaos. No, the opposite is actually what happens so laws are very very important and that's the first principle that i believe we have to talk about in this first episode of the podcast But before I round up, I I want to use this principle to explain one of the problems that is plaguing this country, which is the, the problem of the issue with, you know, nomadic heading, this whole headsman crisis that we are experiencing as a society. You know, um, Probably because these things have not been proper, properly explained to people, I sometimes see even very enlightened people who think that the prohibition of nomadic heading is an attack on headsmen and things like that. But it's not the case, really. What what this is is just preservation of law and order number one people have a right to private property 100 years ago it's probably easier to roam around the country with cattle and not have any problem because maybe there are a couple of millions of a couple millions of people you know within this geographical location that we call nigeria today but fast forward 100 years later to today now we are a nation of over 200 million people a lot of land that was not occupied to 100 150 years ago is occupied today and that means that there is a higher possibility of cattles and their headsmen roaming around in the bush to stumble on people's private properties whether it's farm or even residences all across the country and it's 
it's it's a sad and a dangerous thing for something like this to be allowed to continue it's it's important that people's rights to property is respected and that means that it's not a good idea to have cattle roaming around on people's farm destroying people's means of livelihood and that's all that has led to a lot cascaded into a lot of the crisis that we are experiencing today you know it forces you know retro revenge and all of these kind of things and there are all these clashes happening all because that as a society we don't we've not come to realize that it's important to have laws and that laws is a, it puts boundaries in place laws put boundaries in place and we need those boundaries I believe that in subsequent episodes of this podcast as um, some of these issues begin to come up and I begin to address them in the podcast that we will be having a better understanding of the points that I'm trying to make on how law and order applies to how societies are governed and how we should organize ourselves if we want to succeed as a society and as a country. So that will be all for today's episode of the podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, you should follow me if you've, if you've not done that yet. You should follow me on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram. The handle is I am Isaac Shola. That is the same handle for all three platforms. I am Isaac Shola. Now for your news, for your opinion, for your commentary, you should visit Rude Reporter. RudeReporter.com I believe that you find that a valuable resources for your news and for your commentary. And if you've not watched my video on how to fix Nigeria in seven minutes, you, you absolutely should watch it. It's a seven minute video, very short video on that I made discussing about my ideas about the root cause of our problem as a society, of our problems as a society and how we can actually solve them. You, you definitely should check it out. You can watch the video on YouTube, just search for how to fix Nigeria in seven minutes or you can watch it on the news platform, the news media platform, rudereporter.com. Until I come your way again, take care and peace.